Cynics on Disney Podcast contains adult language. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Cynics on Disney Podcast, presented by Nightclub33.com. Welcome in to this week's episode of the Cynics on Disney Podcast. I am your host, Bobby, a.k.a. the Disney Cynic. And I'm Amanda, a.k.a. the Intercynic. Today we are going to discuss one of the very few uh, sit-down table service dining options uh, that are out there at the Magic Kingdom. And I feel like it's a shame that we have to discuss it in this manner because Magic Kingdom is known for so many things, uh, for putting joy on children's faces, for making me get irrationally angry at little cartoon characters, Um you know, just a myriad of things that it's just absolutely universally known for. Uh, but one of those things is, I, I would say, is not food. Can can we agree on that? Um. Yes, this is not necessarily the park you think of food first. No, I, I would say you, you think of Epcot first when you yes. when it comes to food. Um, maybe Animal that. Kingdom second. Um, but man, it's a tough debate whether it's um, Hollywood Studios or Magic Kingdom. Third. Oh no, I totally think. Like, Magic Kingdom is, like, fourth on my list when I think of food. I don't know. It's, it's it's kind of a tough debate for me. Um, I think the quick service options are strong over at Magic Kingdom. Uh, mm-hmm. But still, quick service is quick service is quick service. So, you yeah. know, it, it, it's kind of a tough call. But today, in particular, we're going to be discussing one of the newer options. And this makes me kind of sad because this is the first time that I tried this place. Uh, same for you as well, right? Yeah, You've first never time for both here. of us. Yeah, and oh, God, we were both disappointed. Let's head over to Adventureland. Yeah. We're talking, of course, about the skipper this canteen. <laughs> Clever. Yes, I am. Okay, so the skipper's canteen uh, has some history to it, I would say, but not... A whole hell of a lot because it's fairly new. Uh, Amanda, do you do you have any factoids that we should know um, about sure. this place? So the restaurant itself um, opened on December fifteenth, two thousand fifteen. So it's a little under six years old. Um, it is in the space that first served as the Adventureland veranda, um, but that closed in ninety four. And then it reopened, um, and it was used for, like, special events and stuff. And then in 2011, it became the Pixie Hollow meet and greets with Tinkerbell and her friends. Um, So that's the area that it's in. So if you remember meeting Tinkerbell and Pixie Hollow, that's where it is. Um, But, yeah, it's, you know, obviously based off of the Jungle Cruise attraction. It's themed to be, like, their headquarters slash mess hall for like the, the jungle navigation company that runs the cruises. And just like in the crew in the jungle cruise, you um, see the international waters in Africa, Asia, and South America. That's what the menu is based off of. So that's the type of food that you're looking um, at. Can I uh, object real quick? Okay. Um, the food that uh, the, the menu is based off of is uh, shit. It's not African. It's not Asian. It's not South American. It's just shit is what it is. I mean, I agree um, with you. It's not well based off of those cuisines at all. Uh, the, the, you know, let's just cut right to the heart of it. How many attractions have we been on at this point? Five? Um, five yeah, or six? I think, I think, yeah. 
And, Five or six, because I think we only did pirates after. Yeah, and, and you know, we, we got there right around 8.45, 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and we ate lunch at like... It was a little afternoon. Yeah, so... Knocking out six attractions or so, five or six attractions in the span of three hours, it's not an easy haul at Magic Kingdom. Not Not at all. Especially in the summertime. Uh, And so we had to do some moving. We had to do some, you know, some strategery to to get all those things in. And you know what? I I really needed a place to relax. I really needed a place to, to chill out for a little bit. And that's what I was hoping for. When we sat down for for this, or at least when we put in our name for the for the wait list, um, you know, it took about an hour once we put our names on the list to, to a actually little, get a in. little less than an hour, but yeah, not not too much, probably about forty five minutes. And it, it let's put it this way: I, I mean, I was not expecting a whole hell of a lot. The Jungle Cruise is not exactly my favorite attraction out there, and it's because they don't let the skippers do their own shtick and spiel. They yeah. uh, they have a script now, and the script is nothing but really, really bad puns that, if they were made up in the heat of the moment, would be funny. But because they're scripted, they're not. So because of that, I... I <sighs> I feel like if there was to be any humor at any point, and this was a very humorless dining experience, uh, as far as I'm concerned, um, that that was never to be here at, at this canteen. Um, I w- here's what I was kind of, you know, what I'll, I'll let let's save that till the end because I know how to f- exactly how to fix this place. Okay. So HGTV. No, we're. we're no, no. Restaurant rescue. Restaurant rescue. rescue. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going to be doing. Um, so once we got in, we got seated at a, t- in the, at a table for two. Nice little corner booth. The, the ambiance, how would you grade that? I mean, I like the theming. It is very much, you know, I think the theming is great. It is... Um, very much Jungle Cruise. I mean, complete with the random Christmas direction decorations in in the corner. Um, you know that kind of thing. The theming, I think, is great. I, I also kind of got an Adventurers Club vibe. Uh, yeah, from yeah. it. I, I mean, I never experienced the Adventures Adventurers Club because I'm too young to have done so. But from what I understand of the Adventurers Club, uh, this kind of fits in at least with where they would hold their meetings, quote unquote. Uh, so I, I I think it's nice that they've continued on that tradition, at least in, in terms of a visual look. Um, and in case you don't know what, what the hell we're talking about, look up the Adventurers Club online. Uh, you know, there's plenty of stuff out there. Also, you can watch the South Park episode, The Return of Chef. That's basically the Adventurers Club minus the touching of children. Um, so, you know, yeah, that's a very important distinction. I feel like the, that needs to be made. Uh, but like, basically it's just like a bunch of cast members dressing up in goofy safari wear and, and shit. And that's, you know, the, the shtick of it. And, and it's supposed to be like wild and goofy. And I don't want to say completely booze fueled, but kind of booze fueled a little. Um, and, and that sort of tradition living on, I think is a good thing. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, 
I will say this, like the the guy who set us, um, he tried. He was making like the jokes and stuff as um, we were walking to our table. So he no, he was making the jokes about my Florida face mask as we were trying to sit down inside the waiting area. Okay, Dick. you didn't hear the jokes that he was making as we were walking to the table because You're... I was the one right behind him. Yeah, and it was a little was loud in there. Of me. It was a little loud in there too. I could barely yeah. hear him. Um, but yeah, he was making like the same like corny jokes that you expect from like the Jungle Cruise. Yeah. And uh, again, I wish that they would, there are people who have the, the, that great comedic timing. I like to think that I'm one of them, although not always, um, you know, that genuinely can deliver a good scripted line. And then there's other people who are much better. And this is where I really fit the bill of coming up with the one liner on the fly. Uh, and I feel like those people should be given that freedom if they are that good at it to do the one liner on the fly. And perhaps this guy was good enough, but he certainly didn't speak up enough for me to hear uh, one way or the other. So I, I, I don't, don't know, know if their whole deal over there is scripted like it is on the attraction or not. So that, well, that remains to be seen. If you know for a fact one way or the other, please let us know. Tweet us at Cynical Disney uh, or hit us up on Facebook or Instagram uh, at Cynics on Disney Pod on Instagram. So, um, okay, we sat down. We both had a drink. I had a uh, Tampa Bay IPA. Uh, I don't remember the exact uh, brewing company, but it was a pretty solid uh, citrusy IPA. And I thoroughly enjoyed that after three hours out in the Florida sun of, you know, 98 degrees and 97 million percent humidity. What did you have to to drink? I had a white sangria. Um, It's, you know, your standard sangria. It did have um, blackberries in it and it had, I'm not sure what kind of leaf or whatever that was. That was like, (laughs) Hitting my face every time I took a stabby it. McStab stab leaf is what it was. Um, is that the scientific name? I believe so. Yes, from the genus <laughs> Stabbing McStabius. Um, I mean, it was probably either a pineapple or an agave leaf. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. It probably. I'll post a picture on Instagram of it. Um, it was a very, very good sangria, though. I will give them that. That's probably so, one of the best sangrias I've had. And this is where the allure of the dining experience ends for both of us, I think. Yep. Uh, Because you know what? It's nice and novel to sit down in the Magic Kingdom and have a drink, a drink, drink, not a a water or a Diet Coke or whatever, a a beer or a sangria. It was nice to to, refreshing at that. They do have cocktails as well. So if you're more into that, there's options there. So they definitely have selection of alcoholic beverages in the magic kingdom again novelty nice i appreciate that here we go man what did you have to to dine on i had the sustainable fish um with the unsustainable taste i believe so it's i mean not piranha if you have been on the jungle cruise you get that joke um, and it's served on a cassava fritter with wilted greens and a guava habanero sauce. Um, I had the sauce on the side because I am not one for um, spiciness. And I saw the word habanero and went, nope. Um, 
But then I, the, the fish came out and it looked great on the plate. Like it looked absolutely delicious. And then I tried it and it just, I don't know what kind of fish this was. I am used to, when you say fish, it's going to be some kind of white flaky fish. Nope, not this one. Still don't know what kind of fish that was, but it was not, not good. Not good at all. Uh, I have a theory. It was crappie. Really? Yes. Really? <laughs> oh, what? Jesus. Um. Sorry, anyway. was that a basshole comment of mine? A little bit. A little bit. I know that everybody's asking me, what are you doing? Ah, see, there's another one. Water. So I need y'all to know that he gets a ton of practice with the fish puns because of a group chat that he is in where they try to annoy one of the members of that group Mm -hmm. chat with fish fish puns because this particular member hates it. So they all, Mm -hmm. everybody else will just like make as many fish puns as possible. So he has. Oh, God almighty. He's got plenty of them, unfortunately. But anyway, the scales of justice are not in their favor. So, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Continuing on with my review Mm. of my lunch. Um, So, again, the fish, I don't know what kind of fish it was. Just, it says not piranha, but it also says not piranha in quotes. (laughs) So, I'm a little concerned. I did try a bite of the cassava fritter, and that was super spicy. So I, like, one bite was all I could handle of that. Um, but yeah, no, not not a good one, not a good meal. Okay, did the uh, did the not a piranha um, come with any sort of side dish of any kind or anything like that? Uh, no, just just for the hell of it. Uh- uh no, it did not. It was literally just the fish with the cassava fritter and wilted greens and that um guava habanero sauce. Okay. Um I guess uh So what about you, babe? Well, I had the taste like chicken because it is. Um it, it was a fried chicken leg. Uh, that came with rice and a vegetable medley, which I politely asked for extra rice. Uh, And our server, to her credit, understood what she was dealing with, which is a large individual who clearly does not like vegetables, uh, especially at a theme park, for God's sake, uh, and said, do you want fries instead? And I said, hell yeah. Uh, And the fries were definitely the best part of the meal. Won't lie to you. Um, It's tough to screw up rice. It is. And yet, somehow, I feel like they found a way. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't... First of all, the fact that there's no salt and pepper at, at the table... Guys, oh, yeah. I mean, like, come on. Let's get over the, the, this whole, like, no salt and pepper thing uh, because of COVID and, and shit. Just put it on the table. Okay? Like, come on. Um, second of all, um, it was kind of like a sticky rice situation and i don't know what they use to bind the rice together um but it was not flavorful and in fact kind of it it wasn't gag inducing or anything like that but it just didn't taste good 
Uh, and so, like, yeah, the the rice was at best. Um, the chicken was okay. It was a full chicken leg. Um, and, you know, it had a little bit of uh, uh, panko breadcrumb or uh, some other kind of a very hardened, thick, flaky breadcrumb uh, out exterior, uh, which I, un- under the right circumstances, would probably taste okay. Um, but in, again, coming in from the heat and the humidity and everything like that, it just didn't quite sit right with me. I'm going to be honest Um, with you. Like when I saw yours, it did not look good to me. Yeah. The presentation wasn't all that great. And like the, the presentation on your uh, fish was, uh, was, (laughs) might I say, gilliant. Y'all, if y'all could see me. What? I legit just sit here and roll my eyes. Listen, some people don't like fish puns, but they these things are cracking me up. Um, What? Continue. (laughs) Like, I forgot where you were even going with all of this. (laughs) I don't know, but I'm starting to feel a little coy about the whole thing. Um... Look, it, it's tough to screw up fried chicken, and yet somehow Disney found a way, and, and like it, it just did not hit the spot. It wasn't very meaty of a leg, to be honest with you. I feel like I kind of got the short end of the the shaft when it came to uh, which chicken leg was being served to the giant fat guy. Um, you know, and it, it wasn't. It was a little bit too dry. And yet the exterior didn't look like it was fried all that much. Like it, the, that to me was rather strange. Um, so I, I don't know exactly how to quite put my finger on it, but the the look did not match up to the taste of it because the look of it was under fried, but the taste of it was overcooked and like. Ugh. And I will be I mean, posting I, pictures of, of these meals so you can see them. I mean, I, I listen. I I ate the whole thing, and it's because I was stupid hungry. Uh, I mean, that that's what happens when you don't eat breakfast and you go inside of a theme park running basically on uh, a couple of water bottles and a Red Bull. Um, so I, I was pretty darn hungry at that point, and I, I, I desperately needed something to eat. So I was, I was fine hungry. with finishing it off. I was hungry. But not hungry enough to finish that. However, while sitting at our table, I did order myself a Dole Whip from Aloha Isle for mobile. I did the mobile ordering to pick it up after we finished our, our dinner, our lunch, because I needed something. Which that, lunch that, not, that I mean, that should tell you just exactly how bad uh, her her meal was in particular. It was krilling her. Uh, to the point where she needed to see Krilling. <laughs> I regret what? ever ordering fish around you. Well, you, yeah, you probably should have. <laughs> Continue. Doesn't take a. I'm sorry. Doesn't take a brain sturgeon to figure out that you shouldn't have done that. So, um, yeah, go ahead. Just go ahead. Laugh at that one. That one was good. Brain sturgeon. I'm rolling my eyes at you. Listen, these are very sophisticated jokes, okay? They really are. <sighs>
continue. <laughs> so, all right. The the server ended up, you know, of course, asking us if we wanted dessert, to which I've <laughs> never said fuck no uh, faster. Um you know, first of all, I mean, if the dinner was any or the the meal was any indication, I, the dessert was not going to be good. First, okay, I mean, first and I'm all, looking but. at their desserts, and they sound delicious. Um, but again, I am very, very worried because one of them is like a coconut bar with a pineapple basil, um, like compote. Is it compote or compote? It's compote, right? Capote. Capote. I don't know. Um, and a Kapow. vanilla cream. <laughs> if anybody knows the correct pronunciation, please let me know, because I have never been able to figure this one out. Um, <sighs> you know, and that, I love coconut and I love pineapple. I'm really, really yeah. scared that they somehow screwed that up. So I didn't want to try the desserts. Well, it's not I like they... They they didn't bait me very well, uh, that's for sure. Um, so we wrapped up, and uh, look, I think we spent like sixty something bucks overall between the the two of us. That sixty bucks could have been spent much better elsewhere uh, in the park. Uh, not only just on uh, on a quick service meal, say Pico's Bill or. Uh, you Look, know the. I noticed that Tortuga Tavern was open. I kind of wish we'd have gone there. Yeah, or, or even um, like staying over in Tomorrowland and whatever the the, the hell. But Cafe. even to or the launching uh, pad, the launching pad. Excuse me. Even Tomorrowland Terrace was open and serving something else. Yep. Uh, so you know, I think we would have been better served kind of going over to one of those places because we did a lot of stuff over in. Tomorrowland. Well, well, basically, what we're saying is any other restaurant in Magic Kingdom would be better. Yeah, I mean, any of them. I, I mean, I yeah, that, that's basically what what we're saying <laughs> at this point. I, I don't know that um, you know some of the turkey leg situations or and, and any of the other quick service you know, the options would have done better in, in our mind. You know, certainly Casey's Corner would have, would have, uh, but it's you know, not open yet. Yeah, Aww. of course, because God forbid, I mean, everything else is open except Casey's at this point. So hopefully by, by the time this comes out, they're, I think they're doing remodeling have, too at Casey's. So hopefully they rectify this fair, uh, fairly soon uh, because God, like, Casey's is his we, favorite in case you couldn't tell. Yeah, it is. It is. It's the one quick service that I'm like, uh, yeah, I have to have it every time that I that I go into Magic Kingdom. I do, and it's because I actually have foot long hot dogs. Um, but this is supposed to be a, a review of Skipper's Canteen. So, um, Amanda, on a scale of one to five canteens, what would you give this restaurant? I'm giving it two. You're giving it two, and okay. I'm giving it two. One for the theming. And one for that sangria, because that sangria was absolutely delicious. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a one out of five uh, canteens, and it's only because it, it was a novelty to drink inside of Magic Kingdom. The theme, uh, theming and stuff like that, yeah, it was kind of uh, cool to, to harken back to, to something that I didn't experience. And yeah, 
Um, I do enjoy a, a good uh, kind of adventure uh, in and of itself, a la Indiana Jones and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, when it comes to, to dining, you actually have to have like good food. And you know what? The, the try as they might to, to be different, to not be uh, a hamburger or a hot dog or a chicken nugget uh, place. You got sometimes, you know, sometimes sex sells and sometimes, you know, chicken nuggets sell. They do. I'm equating the two. And quite frankly, this this restaurant needed some chicken nugget appeal. It did. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to say. But I, I do have a way that this can be fixed. Okay. okay? What, is, what is your idea here? All right. So clearly there's Trader Sam's over at the Polynesian. And that's Which another jungle hurry, that needs to hurry up and reopen. Sure. That also needs to come back. But Trader Sam's is also a, a jungle cruise themed uh, watering hole. And yet, because uh, it's not inside a Disney theme park and it's because it's a bar, they, they don't have the, all the scripted bullshit that, you know, say, one of the skippers at this canteen might have to go through. So that's one way to go about doing that is grab a couple of those employees. Okay. Second of all, go to one of what I'm sure is tens of nationwide uh, locations of a restaurant called Dick's last resort. Oh God. Or one of the various uh, spinoffs thereof that are somewhat similar. That's if you've never been to one of those places, it's where the waiters screw with you a little bit. They make fun of you if you wear a tie into their establishment. They cut the tie off, uh, you know the that kind of a place. Um, you know they they make fun of your appearance, although not like you know make you cry type of thing. But say, ha, you look like BJ from BJ and the Bear, you know, because everybody gets that 1980s reference. Um, you know, do you even know what I'm talking about? Nope. Okay, so think basically Dukes of Hazard, but okay. a truck driver, and uh, or eat or um, what was that movie with Burt Reynolds? Smoking and the Can- Bandit. Yes, that's the one. Smoking and the Bandit, uh, the television series, but instead of the uh, of the Bandit, uh, you know, it was well, no, the Bandit was was Burt Reynolds. I don't, anyway, the truck driver had a monkey. Okay, so that was the bear, uh, and they would get into wacky hijinks along the way. Uh, so that that was the. I think it lasted for all of twelve episodes, uh, but it, nonetheless, it, it holds a place in uh, Americana, as far as I'm concerned. Because boy, when you put a, a chimpanzee inside of a trucker cab, uh, you're going to get me to remember that premise. Um, so anyway, going back to Dick's Last Resort, um, grab a couple of their servers. This is somebody who actually has uh, some improv training uh, of some kind. In fact, make it a requirement that those servers have improv training. Make this into like a Disney World Dick's Last Resort. Have the the, the skippers kind of uh, poke fun and play with the, the guests a, a little bit. And then find a chef who knows how to take something that's theme park appropriate, I would say, and fancy it up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, 
look, you can have a burger on the menu for God's sake. You can just dress it up a little bit. You know, there's there's ways that you can make this non theme park food, but still with theme park food, I guess. I mean, and uh, there's if and I get what they were trying to do with you know featuring food inspired by you know the Asian and the African and South American cuisines. They do that so well at other restaurants. Exactly Pull from there. I mean, the, Pull from listen, there. The, I think the part of it is that maybe they were trying to be like fusionizing, if that's a word. I don't know. Uh, you know, but I don't the, know what they were trying to fuse. Well, like Asian and African cuisine. It didn't per, work. Yep, it did not work. <laughs> um, but like, stop it! If that's what they, you were trying to do, stop that. Just. You know what? If you uh, if I want Asian food, you know what? Give me some sesame chicken. Sometimes that just hits the spot. And you know what? For Magic Kingdom, uh, like I said, the the basis of my palate when it comes to the Magic Kingdom is popcorn, ice cream, turkey leg, hot dog, hamburger, chicken nuggets, fries. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you have to do a whole hell of a lot to to really separate yourself from the pack as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You know, the BR guests tried this to to a degree. I don't I haven't been uh in It's been a while. It's yeah. our honeymoon was the last time we yeah, went. Yeah, exactly. And that was before <laughs> they had like a a prefix menu the as well from yeah. what I understand. Yeah. So you know, they they tried a, a little bit of this and I guess maybe it wasn't as successful as Disney wanted it to be. Also Disney I think pulled the trigger a little quick. On that. Yeah. Uh, and didn't give it room to breathe because I, they, for one thing, they made the reservation so freaking difficult to get, it felt like. Because uh, yeah. that was the hottest uh, was reservation hot for for the longest while there. Um, but for another, like, you know, when you have like a full steak uh, and, and fries uh, entree, like yeah, people are gonna have to sit there for a minute, and they're they're gonna have to digest it, and they're gonna have to have some red wine to get paired with it. So, anyway, that that's what I would suggest uh, to to do to to fix that up a little bit is the, add a little more improv, add a little less uh, fusion food, and and just be better than your standard theme park uh, food at that. Agreed. So, okay. uh, do you have any other suggestions that, to how to? improve this particular establishment i don't know but it sounds like our dog does yes uh, and it also <laughs> may be uh his signal that it's time to wrap this one up so guys uh we made this a short one uh, uh for your morning commute hopefully this gets you through and you're listening on a light traffic day uh make sure that you check us out on our social medias at cynical disney on facebook and twitter at cynics on disney on instagram uh and also check us out at not club 33.com uh check us out also on twitter on uh at not club 33 uh, same thing with Facebook, Instagram, and uh, what, what are we doing? What do we do with Pinterest? So Pinterest is Cynics on Disney as well. Okay, um, but not Club Thirty Three also has a Tumblr. There we go. See, whatever your social media fancy, it's there. It's there. Yes. Uh, and, and I know that we went to the parks recently, and we've uploaded some stuff. Steve also went to uh, the the parks recently, uh, as you guys well know by now. Uh, and he tried the VIP tour, and he posted a lot of stuff from from that experience. So make sure that you are following us up on 
social media if you want to get some of that behind the scenes action guys in the meantime thank you so much for listening we appreciate it please subscribe rate review and then resubscribe on a different platform you know apple spotify whatever uh re-rate and re-review because you know what we need all the the help we can get to help spread the word tell your friends tell don't tell your family uh uh, unless they're like you know like-minded that's for sure yeah Yeah, you know i don't want to you know screw up thanksgiving for you guys or anything so (laughs) um you know but uh in the meantime guys i appreciate you guys listening so does amanda so we're both gonna say thank you so much we appreciate it we love you guys and have yourselves a magical fucking day